Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Okay, in this episode, we are going to talk about neuronutrition, how to master the brain food that you're eating in the most nutritious, delicious, and convenient ways. And I'm excited about this because you heard me say this before, that what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. So we've assembled some amazing guests for you in this episode to share their best practices, tips, and techniques, resources on how to eat for your brain health, your optimizing your brain function. So with our first guest, without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Mark Hyman, author of over 11 New York Times bestselling books. And let's talk about brain food. Is it true? I've heard people talk about that when people gain weight, it actually decreases the size of their brain. Is that true? Yes. It's really serious. that There's a direct correlation between your waist size and the hippocampus in your brain, which is the memory center. And I know you're all about memory, Jim, and that is really something to think about. And what's causing that belly fat and the biggest toxin for the brain is sugar. If we really focus in on, you know, what can you do for your brain? you have to actually fix your diet. Because if you if you eat a diet that's high in starch and high in sugar, it's literally poison to your brain. It causes inflammation. It causes insulin resistance, which is this prediabetes thing. And what they're now calling Alzheimer's is type 3 diabetes because of this factor of sugar and insulin. Cut out the sugar and starch. If you can increase the good fats, especially the omega-3 fats, which is fish oil, and you can eat a lot of colorful plant foods, you're 90% of the way there to fixing your brain. That's fantastic. And in terms of the quality of the food, people ask all the time, does, does it matter if it's organic and yeah. local? And Yeah, I think quality matters. And I think, you know, there's a hierarchy of priorities, right? So if I'm out, I can't always get organic. But start with real food, whole food, things that don't come in a box, a package, you can, unless you recognize the ingredients as tomatoes, water, and salt, you know what it is. If you are eating a whole foods diet, and you cut out all the crap and the processed foods and the refined ingredients and all the chemicals and additives, which we eat three to five pounds a year per person, which is enormous, uh, you're going to be way ahead of the game. Now, if you can afford it and you can get access to it, eating you know, local foods that are not shipped across long distances, farmer's markets are great, grass-fed animals, organic, pasture-raised chickens, those are great. I think there's a lot of you know, small fish you can eat that are safe to eat that don't have mercury. You don't want to watch out for the tuna, the swordfish, the halibut, Chilean sea bass. Those are full of mercury. Uh, and those are pretty toxic to your brain. And so I think if, if you understand, you know, the hierarchy of the quality matters. So yeah, start up with cutting out the junk, eating real food, and then you, you can graduate if you can afford it to organic, simple food. When people are out eating, what, what do you think the biggest mistake people make? You're seeing like gluten-free menus now. Is that, is that something that's important for the brain? What's your Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, gluten, is, well, there's a couple of questions there. So first of all, when you're in restaurants, I think the bread and the alcohol at the beginning of the meal are the worst things you can do skip the bread and eat the, drink the alcohol halfway through the meal because when you consume it at the beginning of the meal, the metabolism is different. It gets quickly absorbed. It spikes insulin. It makes you gain weight. It makes you hungry. 
And that's why they give it to you. Bread and alcohol will make you eat more and order dessert and everything else. So they're not stupid. Um, as far as gluten issues, yeah. So this is a big controversial area. We've seen a 400% increase in celiac disease over the last 50 years. That's a true increase based on very good studies. We've seen you know, a lot of increase in gluten sensitivity. Probably 20% of the population has it. And and that is something that is, is being more appreciated. And it comes from a couple of reasons. One, we've changed our wheat, which is a dwarf wheat, which is high in starch, high in gluten, and high in um, glyphosate from the way they harvest it, where they spray this herbicide on it, Roundup at the harvest. It also has calcium propionate, which is a neurotoxin in all flour. So if you can get organic flowers, if you can get heirloom flowers like einkorn wheat or kernza wheat, which is an ancient wheat, and you can get it in a way that's organic, that might not be so bad. Uh, but I think gluten has a real issue. And then the second problem is our gut's been damaged. We have increasing the processed food diet. We have low fiber, we have high sugar, we have antibiotics, we have C-sections, we have lack of breastfeeding. All these damage our gut flora and that creates a leaky gut. So the gluten is more likely to cause problems. And the gluten is a huge neurotoxin. It causes, can be linked to MS, it can be linked to schizophrenia, to autism, to depression, to anxiety, uh, to ticks, all sorts of crazy brain stuff that is linked to gluten. And if you have any brain issues, even just brain fog and sluggishness, doing a trial of elimination of gluten is really a great idea. In my book, you know, Food, What the Heck Should I Do? I talk about a 10-day detox to help you reset and see how much of your brain issues are related to what you're eating. And most people don't connect the dots. It's sort of like the frog in you know, slowly boiling water. It'll stay there and cook as opposed to dropping a frog in boiling water. It'll jump out. We sort of just think this is a new normal, but it's not. And when you get your brain back, it's like, wow. The lights go on, you feel great, you have energy, you're focused. I mean, that's what we all want. Can you become more of a genius by eating the right foods? That's what we're going to talk about right now with the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Genius Foods, with Max Lugavere. Here we go. Now, I have to say, like when I got here, I've never, ever had somebody went right before an interview saying, hey, do you want to take some supplements? What did you feed me? What did you give me here? What I gave you was phospholipid DHA. So DHA, which is the most important and abundant structural building block in the brain, is held in place in brain cell membranes by what are called phospholipids. So I basically gave you a whole bunch of phospholipid DHA. Your brain's just going to suck it up which is amazing. And then on top of that, I gave you one of my favorite carotenoid compounds called astaxanthin. Astaxanthin is a unique marine carotenoid. It's found exclusively in foods like wild salmon. One of the reasons why wild salmon is just so good for you, well-documented to promote long-term cognitive health and optimal brain function. It's been shown to promote neuroplasticity of the brain, super important. So, I mean, for somebody who is such a high performer already, but I know that learning and attention and memory is so important to you. I just had yeah. to give you those two brain-boosting I appreciate that. I want to talk about really quickly, give people a quick review of some of the genius foods. Yeah, what it really all comes down to, because we've co-evolved with food, really, not mm -hmm. single nutrients, are avocados. They have the highest concentration of fat-protecting antioxidants of any fruit or vegetable. So literally, you're eating an avocado. It looks like a bomb. It's like dropping a bomb on oxidative stress and inflammation. It's full of carotenoids that boost brain processing speed. We've also got dark leafy greens. Research out of Rush University shows that if we eat a large bowl of dark leafy greens every single day, we're going to have brains that look up to 11 years younger. Mm -hmm. So in terms of preventing cognitive aging, brain aging, things like that, dark leafy greens are a must. They're full of micronutrients, dietary fiber, so important. I talk a lot about eggs. When an embryo is developing, the nervous system is the first structure to assemble, and that includes the brain. So an egg yolk is literally nature's multivitamin containing all of the ingredients required to grow a healthy brain. We've got 
grass-fed beef. Now, this might be a little bit more on the controversial side, but we've evolved by eating the readily available fats and nutrients and calories contained in land animals. So even though the food system today has become so industrialized, I take the stance in my book that grass-fed, ideally organic, but definitely grass-fed red meat is a brain health food contains a compound called creatine that when vegans and vegetarians supplemented with it, they had an increase in brain processing speed and the like. So definitely a big fan. I talk about extra virgin olive oil. So, you know, these days people are talking about fat is back, right? Butter, coconut oil, what are the right kinds of fats that we need to really support optimal brain function? The most robust body of evidence really stands in favor of extra virgin olive oil as that oil. We look at population level evidence. It's the kind of oil that they're consuming in the Mediterranean. They're cooking food in it. They're using it as a sauce, but also we can look to randomized control trials, which are the kinds of trials required to really prove cause and effect. And we can see that consuming up to a liter a week of extra virgin olive oil can boost cognition, can boost cardiovascular health, which the brain relies on, of course, because the brain is fed blood and nutrients by a network of microvessels, and also maybe even help you lose weight. I talk about blueberries, brain berries, as you call them. Research shows that they're associated with reduced brain aging by up to two and a half years. They're full of anthocyanins, when talking about blueberries in particular, that actually accumulate in the brain's memory center to help it shield off and fend you know, against oxidative stress and aging and things like that. Man, I talk about <laughs> wild salmon. Yeah, wild salmon is amazing. Provides those building blocks that we need. And again, astaxanthin, which we talked about, really powerful brain-boosting compound. There's a really good link between fish consumption and reduced risk of Parkinson's disease. They found this unique protein found in seafood that helps guard against that, which is the second most common neurodegenerative disorder. Very important stuff. I talk about cruciferous vegetables. Today, people are obsessed with detox teas and things like that. But really, when you eat cruciferous vegetables, you're supplying your body not only the raw materials for its own detox pathways, but you're providing the stimulus so that your liver will actually detox. Mm. So you don't need to really you know, spend $50 on a bag of detox tea or whatever. Just go to the supermarket and buy some organic broccoli. You get that sulforaphane, which is a potent activator of pathways like the NRF2 pathway. Super, super cool stuff. I think everyone's favorite is dark chocolate. Dark chocolate, yeah. Dark chocolate, cocoa flavanols. People that habitually consume chocolate have better memories. You really just want to make sure that you're reaching for 85% or higher. First of all, dark chocolate has half the sugar of milk chocolate. So milk chocolate is basically candy. Dark chocolate provides flavanols that have been shown to boost cognitive function, enhance blood flow to the brain. Yeah, the research is pretty robust there. So, I mean, that's something that I feel like everybody's going to be pretty happy about. Yeah, and this is great because, you know, for a lot of these, for people who use, they could take this and put it into a blender and make a brain power smoothie, except for the wild salmon, the sardines. And yeah, you don't want to put that in a smoothie. Grass-fed beef, probably. Nuts. Nuts are really important. Almonds are great. They're a top source of vitamin E, multiple kinds of vitamin E. So there's not just one type of vitamin E. Like vitamin C, it's ascorbic acid, literally one type of vitamin C. Vitamin E has many different types. And when you're eating whole food sources of vitamin E, like almonds, like avocados, like grass-fed beef, things mm -hmm. like that, you're getting all of them. So that's better than any supplement. Yeah, very neuroprotective. Yeah, totally. But the food you eat matters, especially to your gray matter. We're talking about neuronutrition, the nutrition that is required more for your brain than the rest of your body. We are bringing here on our show, our guest is Dr. Lisa Moscone. Not only is she a neuroscientist, she's also a nutritionist. So this is a very, very functional and practical. Here we go with Dr. Moscone. So what are some of your, your favorite brain foods? My number one brain food is caviar. 
If you look at the chemical composition of caviar, the nutritional composition of, of caviar, or fish eggs in general, it basically mirrors the nutritional composition of the brain. Mm -hmm. There is very rich in polyunsaturated fatty acids, okay. especially the omega-3 fatty acids that your brain needs like on a daily basis. Um, it contains a good amount of essential protein, so all the amino acids that it, the brain has gates for are in there. And it also contains um, some antioxidants. That is, it's very rare for animal foods to contain any antioxidants at all. Okay. But caviar or fish eggs uh, contain vitamin A, vitamin E, and a small amount of vitamin C in some cases. Which is very neuroprotective. Selenium, yes. So all the antioxidant vitamins and minerals that these are very neuroprotective. Mm. Now, now, if somebody is um, vegetarian and yeah. they don't they don't eat fish, uh, we right. know it's a great source of DHA and omega threes. Yes. What would their best option mm -hmm. be? So, for vegetarians and vegans, I think uh, flax seeds are a great source okay. of almonds. Now, the flax seeds are they are you making a meal with that, or is that something you could put into a smoothie? Yes. Uh, so you need to grind them to mm -hmm. really release the nutrients, and I think a smoothie is a great way to do that. So there are three main types okay. of omega-3. There's DHA, which is the one your brain really wants, mm -hmm. EPA, which is a precursor to DHA. Mm -hmm. For plant-based foods, they contain neither of these two. They contain ALA. It's another type. And what happens is that this ALA goes inside your brain, but your brain needs to convert it into DHA, and 75% is lost in the conversion. Wow. So you need to have more. So brain scans, brain imaging studies show that people who consume at least four grams of DHA, omega-3 fatty acids every day, have at least 70% reduced risk of Alzheimer's and dementia later on in life okay. as compared to people who eat less than two grams. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, by the way, if you want to be able to remember all of these brain foods, make sure you listen to one of our very first early episodes, the top, my top 10 favorite brain foods in this podcast. Now, remember, what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. It's not just what you eat. It's also what you're not eating eating. So just like when you have a to-do list, we also have a not to-do list. And sometimes what you don't do is actually even more important than what you are doing. So I want to encourage you to make small little changes in what you eat because it all makes a difference. Because again, consistency compounds little by little, a little becomes a whole lot. Thank you for joining me. I want you to go right now to the show notes because that's where we summarize what the lessons you learned in this session. There will also be links to the full episodes with each of our guests. You could get that at jimquick.com forward slash notes. And my quick challenge for you right now is to do this. I challenge you to take a screenshot of this episode or a photo of your notes and post it on social media tag myself, tag some of our guests or all of our guests, and share your big aha. What was the big one idea that you could take and apply in your life? And as always, I'm going to repost some of my favorite. Many of you know with our quick challenge, every single week we give away books by some of our favorite guest 
authors. And so that's really our commitment to you. Remember, leaders are readers. And so thank you so much for listening to this episode. I can't wait to see you and hear you and connect with you in the next one. Until then, keep learning. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag QuickBrain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.